Welcome to Back on the Broomstick, a modern witch's spoken word grimoire, where two witchy friends from way back are reconnecting to their pagan roots after a long period of mundanity. We're rewalking the path of the wise and trying out all the latest spells, rituals, and magical theory in today's witchcraft and pagan practices. So grab your wand and your incense, your cauldron and your crystals, and join us as we get Back back on on the Broomstick. I'm Layla. And I'm Shell. And today we're going to be tackling a topic that neither one of us is very familiar with, but we decided to try for the sake of magic and witchcraft. For the sake of trying it. Veiling. The idea of veiling your head. Veiling in paganism. It seems like it's becoming a little more popular again. I've been seeing variations of veiling, and I think that maybe what people think veiling is and what people are doing might not be the same. So good topic to delve into today. I think so, too. And I was kind of interested when I tried it, because to be honest, I approached this topic with a lot of prejudice. I did, too. I'm not going to lie. Like you, I've seen this pop up on TikTok, on Reddit, on all the different socials, especially on YouTube pagans veiling. And I was quite shocked when I first saw it because I associate veiling with oppression. Exactly. With misogyny, with religion trying to force women to cover themselves, to hide. Yeah, to hide, to cover their sexuality, to keep their worth, quote unquote, to signify their status. And so I saw it in a very negative way. And I was surprised when people were kind of claiming this practice. But, you know, how I, how it first came across me recently was not the veiling that you're thinking. You know, back in the day, I say back in the day, we're talking like 20, 30 years ago, when we used to wear the bandanas on our head. Yes. Veiling. Who Absolutely. knew? Who knew? So then I was kind of like, okay, maybe this isn't as misogynistic as I thought it was. Yeah. Um, You know, as a a kid growing up in the 70s and 80s, my mother always had a bandana on her head. That's just what moms did back then. Right. And I think that is rooted in some of the history of veiling. So before we get too far, let's just explain what is a veil. Basically, a veil in this context is any type of fabric, particularly of natural fibers, that you would put on your head to cover your head, cover all of your hair, cover most of your hair, cover your face, but any type of head covering is what we consider a veil. Some pagans will consider a baseball cap a veil and some will not. Some will consider a headband or barrettes as a type of veil and some will not. But that's that's basically what we're talking about, something that you put upon your head to cover it for various reasons. And, you know, I think that the key here is if you're into veiling, whatever material works for you and whatever you do or don't want to cover works for you. Agreed. And historically, even as I started looking into this practice, the historical practices all seem to me to come from Abrahamic religions where Christians and Muslims uh, would have their women, it was a requirement that women would veil either because they were married, they would veil to show that they were a married woman, or because to show status that they were a free woman, or a lot of times to be modest. It was most of the times to maintain their modesty. But if it's used as a tool to kind of enforce modesty, that is kind of the opposite of what pagans are kind of... You know, we're not we're not into like suppressing your modesty. Exactly. One of the few texts that we have that seems to be somewhat universal 
you know, most pagans are at least passingly familiar with the charge of the goddess. And in the charge of the goddess, one of the lines is, as a sign of your trust, you shall be naked in your rights. And going sky clad or being clad only in the sky is seen by a lot of pagans as a way to have no barriers between you and deity, to have nothing to hide. Which is kind of the opposite of modesty. Exactly. (laughs) And the opposite of veiling. In my research, I only found one culture, one, in historical times, where veiling was not a means of oppression or control. And that was in Rastafarism. The Rastafarianism. Rastafarians will lock their hair. They do dreadlocks as a sign of devotion to deity and to protect their energy. It's part of protecting, you know, we have the crown chakra and the head chakra and the throat chakra. And some people feel that covering these either through dreadlocks or in other cultures through cloth is seen as protecting and covering those energy sources. But the only one that I saw that did it out of choice seemed to be the Rastafarans until now. Like, I'm just talking historically. In modern times, there are still people fighting. There are women right now fighting to not have to wear a veil. Correct. But there are, um, you know, in in more modern times, we have found other benefits of veiling. And again, you know, I kind of, I tried to go into this with eyes wide open and shielding and grounding. You know, like you said, you got all your, your energy, your aura, your chakras are open, you got like all this, this crazy energy in the world going pew, 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 you know, yeah. like, coming at you like a Star Wars trooper here. Mm-hmm. And you kind of can use that veil, to kind of shield that energy from you. I think so too. You know, where my attitude started to change is when I was reading some of this and talking to my husband about it. And he said, oh, that's why people wear hoodies. And a light bulb, it clicked. It suddenly oh God, clicked right. in my head. I was like, oh shit, that's why I wear headphones to the store. That's why I still like to wear a mask even after the pandemic is over. It's a shield. It's a form of shielding my energy. I feel safe when I wear headphones to the grocery store. I'm in a nice protective bubble and it's perfect. Makes me want to put my hoodie on right now. <laughs> exactly. And so that's when I my attitude started to shift is when he said that, that's when I, I realized that I do this all the time and I didn't realize it because we were taught you cleanse and circle your space, right? And you do that to yourself too. You put up wards. We do all of this energetically. We make these barriers of magic around us to move safely, to not have all that pew, pew, pew of other people's toxic shit. And forgot about the the, forgot about the physical shield. We forgot about the (laughs) fact that having a physical representation of a magical thing makes it so fucking much easier. So much easier. Well, and what you can do um, with your your cloth, whatever that may be, is you can actually kind of charge your cloth, kind of bless your cloth, give your cloth the intention to bounce all that shit right back off you before you use it to veil yourself. So you're almost creating a magical shield with your tangible item. I thought of you when I tried this. I, I, I admit I was not very comfortable with some of the more traditional veiling styles, such as like the Jewish um, titchel like the regular headscarf that some Jewish married women will wear that felt too, too big to me, too ostentatious. I was more comfortable with the hippie headscarf <laughs> or the big hippie headband. I could wear that comfortably and not feel 
strange, which would take me out of that magical space. And I thought of you, Shell, when I was getting them ready because you're a talisman person. You like to charge your jewelry and the things that you wear as magical wards and talismans. And so I thought, why not do that with my headscarf? <laughs> and why so, not? yeah, so I wrote inside little sigils or I would sometimes put runes. I'd wear different colors depending on what energy I needed that day as I was trying this. And I, I found it helped. I liked it. Now, I actually did two different things. I tried, I have, um, from back in my belly dancing days, I have a lot of black sheer material. And I tried to do the stereotypical, what you think of when you're thinking of veiling sheer black. I felt like I was oppressing myself. Yes. And the hippie headscarf kind of did make me feel like my mom. I'm not going to lie. But definitely more in line with with maybe something I could potentially do. Veiling didn't work for me. It didn't. I, I, I have no words for it. It just it just it's not my thing. And that's the beauty of this. It doesn't have to be your thing. And where you found great value in it, I kind of just I didn't. And I think that comes down to a couple different things. You are a very um, you're much more extroverted than I am. You are much more out there in your face kind of pagan than but I But I love am. you, my hermit friend. I Exactly. <laughs> we love each other for, for these differences in our energy. And whereas I am not going to veil on a regular basis, I do like the idea of wearing, as I go to especially these pagan festivals, I will be bringing veils with me in that type of situation because there are times when I'm going to feel more comfortable having a head covering and I won't want to wear headphones. Right. Um, being in a crowd, but I'm very much an introvert and I, I don't like crowds. Whereas I'm just kind of like, here I am, folks. Right. Here and I'm in all my wonderful, glorious pagan beauty. Yes. I, I still am not fully sold on wearing a veil all the time as a pagan. I still don't feel like this is a typical traditional pagan practice, but I do see that it's becoming a very popular subset. But I will say the funny opposite thing of this is you would think some people say, well, you know, where you're located could could affect whether or not you're into veiling because maybe you want to hide that from the greater world. You would think where I'm located in the great state of Massachusetts, it would just be like free and clear and wonderful. But let me tell you, the energy that bounces around in this city is like craziness. And for someone who's into veiling, you want to wrap yourself up in like bubble wrap to, to kind of stave off some of the energy that floats around in Salem. But like you said, you know, I kind of I do more of the talisman thing and, and charge the jewelry thing and, you know, the sense. And I, I just I just have a different method. And I just didn't feel that veiling did it for me. You've hit it exactly. Veiling is just one different way to physically manifest a protection, a personal protective space. And before I lose the thought, I want to ask you, as a person who lives and breathes, you walk to work in the witch city. This practice, I, I would say it's probably less than 5% of people. I would say maybe 1%. You and I have been witches. I've been practicing since the late 80s. I think you've been roughly around the same time. I have almost never seen anyone veil, except online recently. Yeah, I know where you're going with this. And the answer is not a lot. There is not a lot of people in, in Salem that I... Okay, there is not a lot of townies in Salem that I see veiling. Are there any witches in general in the crowds that come? Do you do you see veiling occasionally? 
I have started to occasionally, um, you can tell it's more with the tourist population. Yes. Not so much with the folks that live here. The folks that live here, they're they're loud and proud and out and about. But you're starting to see it a little bit with, with some of the tourist population. I think the biggest thing that I see, honestly, is the hippie bandanas. Yeah. And, and, and those are so versatile and they're so nice and they're much more acceptable. Plus, if you are veiling, you don't want to adopt someone else's culture. Right. You, you don't want to be wearing a hijab or a you know, a burqa, if that is not your culture or your religion. You do not want to be disrespectful. Exactly. Same thing with dreadlocks. If that is not your religion or your culture, you should not be doing that. But in other types of veiling, that is much more accessible. And I think you hit on something a little bit ago that I hear a lot from people who choose to veil is it makes them feel like their mother. It makes them feel grown up. And, and in a lot of cultures, that was a sign of being grown up as a married woman would cover her hair. And again, I kind of feel that that's a little oppressive. But if it's something that you choose, if you're like, hey, this is a mark of my womanhood, this is a mark of my change in status as a choice, I think that's kind of cool. You know? But see, in the household I grew up in, when my mother put on her bandana, that meant it was time to clean. <laughs> And, you know, that's also funny because I do see some people who say they are called by deity. I almost always see Hestia. If someone says they have felt they were called by deity to veil, it's 90% of the time it's Hestia. And that makes home sense. And <laughs> right. Hearth and home. And some of them will even just wear the veil to clean as a sign of honor for Hestia. But that is one of the places in history where veiling was very common, you know, in ancient Greeks and Romans would wear the, um, was a pala and the pallium, the women would wear the pala to cover their head. Men would also wear a cloth covering called the pallium. In Greece, it was called the hymation, basically, which means like little porch or little roof or something like that. And it was a covering that was meant to symbolize that women belonged in the home, but this covering allowed them to bring the home outside with them. I gotcha. Like the protection of the home. They had the protection of the home outside of the home. Exactly. And if someone makes you do it is very different than if you choose to do it. Totally different context. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Totally different context. So for me, I have to get over the idea that someone who is veiling is always told to. And, And I'm starting to accept now that a lot of people veil sometimes consciously or subconsciously because they choose to. For lots of reasons. I, I do want to add something to, to kind of spin back to your to your question to me. One thing I have noticed with with um, some of the locals here around town is if they advertise for their services online, their online profile, they have some sort of covering. That makes big sense to me. So, I really so, get that. <laughs> so when I'm walking the streets, when I'm walking to work, when I'm going on my lunch break, going here and there and shopping and going to the water, I'm not seeing it in my everyday walking out and about. But if I go to some of these local shops, websites or local tarot readers, uh, Instagrams or, or Facebooks, their online profile, they have... You know, it might just be like a like a silk scarf that's just covering the top of their head. You know, it's not necessarily wrapped or anything, but their online profile, they have some sort of covering. Oh, well, hell yeah. You said I it makes sense. 100% get that. You said that makes sense. Explain. Okay. You've done it. You and I have both done it. And I'll, I'll explain that in a second. Am I forgetting something? <laughs> 
tiaras you would often wear especially when you're reading tarot cards you would wear something on your head you know the a tiara or some type of jewelry that would cover your third eye and would cover your crown chakra i also very often would wear some type of like a headpiece like a headpiece as tarot readers we come into contact with all sorts of people's energies and we basically invite them into ours and grab hold of their energy with both hands. We need protection. We need a lot of protection from that. So even in our advertisements online, having a covering over your head helps to protect you from that type of energy. And as someone who works with the public in a very intimate, energetic way, I think we need that more than other types of people. I guess I never looked at the headpieces as a quote-unquote veil. I guess I just never made that connection. It's not only a veil, it would help enhance energy. A lot of times we would wear in ritual space, uh, we liked to wear headpieces or crowns, not necessarily as a protection, but more as an enhancement of the magical and, and of the energy that we were using. And it works. You know, you feel that energy. As soon as you set that crown on your head and it touches your third eye, you can feel that shit you know, right, and right. it it makes things better. I guess I just never made the correlation between the two. Learn something new every day. Yeah, it was like that for me with the hoodie and the headphones, right? It's the same thing. Or wearing your cloak, Shell. How often have we been on? How often uh, have I hid behind the hood of my cloak? For Yes, <laughs> pull that hood up, up and you are immediately in sacred space. You are immediately in protected space. Right. I guess I just never... I guess the word veiling is what threw me off. And the word veiling is what kind of made me. I was prejudiced. Yeah. And, but when you, when you equate it to things like our headpieces and, and, and the tiaras and the, you know, all that stuff, the crystals, the cloak hoodie, it all makes sense. It was the word veiling that I think I was getting caught up on. It's that whole idea of, for me too, I had a lot of biases against it. I had a lot of baggage with it because it is used and still today used as a tool of oppression and control. And and it's difficult for me to separate those two. Right. Um, My husband opens my eyes on a lot of things. He's a very clear seeing person. But you know, just knowing that I do that with the hoodie, with the headphones, it, it really opened my eyes to a whole different side of choosing to veil and choosing to protect your energy in that way, which is very mor- different than being told to. I think the moral of the story here is, is that we've always been veiling and never really knew it. <laughs> <laughs> the veil was the friends we made along the way. Right, right. Who knew? <laughs> now that I've kind of put it in the perspective of stuff we've always been doing anyway, yeah, love veiling. Yeah, it's still not something I'm going to do every day. And right. I, I have seen a couple just a few months ago on Reddit, there was a high school age person who was looking for help because they had chosen to veil as part of their spiritual practice. And I understand that a lot of people are choosing that as a daily regular practice for many reasons to show their dedication to their witchcraft. Again, their deity has called and asked them to do it. They feel more protected. They feel more comfortable. So they choose to. It's not something that witchcraft tells you to do. But this child had chosen to do this and and should be protected. You know, they chose it as part of their religion. And unfortunately, they were denied. So at this point, I think they are still writing letters into the school trying to help this child. Um, And they have given them multiple ways. Like you and I said, you could 
do barrettes or, or some type of small piece of cloth in your hair to not be a hat or head covering, but still give you a little bit of that protection. Particularly, like you said, if you use oils on it or, you know, protective incense that you pass it through, write your sigils of protection on it. So sigils. I was going to say so little, so little crystals into it, if you can. Use the thread to make patterns of sigils or runes and to sew crystals into it, to sew herbs into it. You know, so you can do that without having a full head covering. But some people have gone this route and won with their school, with their work. Some people commenting in that thread were in the military and had gotten the right to wear a head covering under witchcraft. And, and so it, it for some people, it's working. For some people, it is not. As a society, I don't think we're quite there yet with open yeah. freedoms. So as much as the concept of veiling is a great idea, there's still resistance. And we, we are not as a society where we should be on a lot of things. And this is one of them. You know, the ACLU can definitely help with cases like that. I believe the Church of Satan is also very good at helping people who are being religiously oppressed. Can I just give a little PSA since you mentioned that? The Church of Satanism, they're not what the media makes them out to be. Look into them before you judge them. Just saying. Oh, they're pretty damn awesome, actually. You definitely should look into the Church of Satan because they do a lot of very good things. <laughs> actually, their their national headquarters is here in Salem. So an interesting place to go. I will definitely say that. It's funny because, okay, tangent. I started out thinking I was a Satanist for like six months back when I was in high school because I was trying, I couldn't figure out what religion I was. I didn't know what I was. I was looking and Satanism was like the closest one, free will, do what you want, that kind of thing. And then I found witchcraft and was like, oh, this is what I am. <laughs> this is way better. <laughs> right. But anyway. So yeah, veiling, I think I, I, I accept our brothers and sisters that are doing veiling right now. It's not for me daily, I don't think, but the yeah, it, headphones... wouldn't be something, it wouldn't be something I would do every day as far as ritual veiling. But I feel like, yeah, I probably already do my own version of veiling on the regular anyway, just not necessarily the Webster definition of veiling. Yeah, I'm still going to do my headphones and hoodies and hippie scarves. And I think you're still going to be pulling your hair back into that ponytail while you wrap it up and say charms against all those evil eye people. And don't think, <laughs> and do not think for a hot second that I am getting rid of any of those tiaras because I'm not. <laughs> oh, you should not, girl. I mean, those crowns are you. They're definitely you for sure. But yeah, so I think, you know, veiling is, is interesting and I'm curious to see where it's going. It is not something you have to do. How to decide if you should veil. I have two rules for that. If you feel called to, or if a deity calls you to, or if you want to, that's it. And if you're comfortable. Yeah, yeah do absolutely. it. You know, everybody needs to find their own way to protect themselves and their energy on the daily. And this just might be the avenue that works for you. May not necessarily be the avenue that works for me. But if, if this is one way that you can protect yourself and your energy when you're out and about, rock it. Just rock it because there's some crazy energy out there. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and however we, however we can move through this world right now and feel comfortable and safe in our own skin, I say let's do it. 
So yeah, if headscarves are for you, if veiling is for you, I'm very interested in this new aspect. I, I love seeing all these things that are just slightly different aspects of stuff that we kind of grew up learning in the craft and that are now coming out into the mainstream. It's kind of, it's interesting. And are now actually having names put to it. I think that was the biggest yeah. thing for me. It, that what, what we've always done never had a name. It was like, oh, you know, there's Shell wearing another crowny headpiece. And now it's their shell veiling. So I just think we didn't necessarily have defined words for what we were doing back then. Yes. Yeah. I think it's definitely a, a, a longstanding practice that is now becoming more refined. And, and like you said, now has a word for it. Well, as I'm soaking up this first half of the full moon, I think I'm going to go put on a cute little crown and go out in the sunshine and just enjoy. And if you other witches out there want to send me your favorite playlists on Spotify for when you are out and about grocery shopping with your headphones on, email me at backonthebroomstick at gmail.com or send us your tips, your tricks, what you want to hear on our next episodes, or just tell us how much you love listening to us because we love those emails. And if you're into veiling and you want to share a, a, a photo of veiling, hit us up on Instagram because I want to see this. I'm sure some of you have kind of figured out by now. Layla's the email girl. Shell's the Instagram girl. I want to see your pics, man. Yes. Send your, your stories to Layla and your pics to Shell. Let's do this. I'm interested. Please. I would love, you know what? I'll have to get a picture of me in my hippie scarf. Maybe we can get one of you in a crown and we'll put them up there and see how many others will share their veils. Absolutely. Right. We will see you next Friday on Back on the Broomstick. Keep it witchy.